God's Word. Welcome to today's message with Pastor Billy Oshimakini. Alright, I consider it a special honor and a rare privilege to be standing here before you this morning to bring God's Word to you. And that would not have been possible if not for the gracious magnanimity of our beloved senior pastors in the persons of pastors Daly and Maureen Oshumakini. Can you celebrate them this morning? Can you celebrate this morning? Um, it is rare to find pastors that give young people like us the, the latitude and the, the liberty and the leeway to express and to experiment and to fully express ourselves in this manner. So, I mean, we should always, I mean, celebrate them. Can we celebrate them one more time? Can we celebrate them one more time? Thank you, ma'am. And uh, my pastor, Pastor Dami. I mean, how many of you have, have met Pastor Dami? Because I, mean, I, I can see some new faces here. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard for you not to love Pastor Dami. If you've related with him, for, if you relate with him just, just for like one week, it's hard for you not to love him. So can we celebrate our pastor? He's not here amongst us. I'm sure you get to meet him as time goes on. Can we say, Pastor Dami, we love you. And um, to my pastors, my co-pastors, uh, like it is said in the business palace, it's, it's good doing business with you. And so I would say in the spiritual palace, it's nice doing ministry with you. I celebrate you people. I celebrate you, my pastors. It's an excellent team. Can you celebrate them this morning? All right. So this morning, the highest common factor. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a pastor, by the way. I'm not a teacher. Let me not say I'm not a pastor. We're ordained pastors. But I'm trained to be a classroom teacher. So however the word comes to you this morning, just receive it. I'm a teacher. I'm a classroom teacher. So however it is, just take it and be praying for me. Today is a special day. It's the first time I'll be preaching here in TBC. So I have to, I have to get uh, my special journal and just document it somewhere. 22nd, 09, 2019. First time. All right? But I, I will trust God for um, a flow. Um, Ayomide is not here. Is, is he here with his four-finger table? <laughs> He said it was good to come with his four-figure table. All right, so let's get started. Let's start from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Time is not our friend this morning. Ecclesiastes 3, um, from verse 1. I intend to read to verse 8, but I will just stop at verse 3 because of time. The highest common factor. Ecclesiastes 3, from verse 1, 2, 3. To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. Verse 3. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. Let's look at another um, verse of scripture. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Romans chapter 1 verse 20. Romans 1 20. Romans 1 20. The highest common factor. <laughs> For the invisible things. 120. Please, um, I would prefer the King James Version. I'm a King James person. That's uh, what I've studied, studied all my life. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. The invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even is eternal power. Let's say a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, it is time. I am here, Lord. Your people are also here. 
I'm sure that your precious Holy Spirit is also here with us. Father, you are the porter, I am the clay. I am your vessel. Speak through me, the blessed in Jesus' name. All right, let's get started. So, all through Scripture, uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of promises. Hundreds. If you look all through scriptures, hundreds and hundreds of promises. And at different points in our lives, as a believer, um, we're always trusting God for the fulfillment of a particular promise. So, I mean, you're believing God for a house, for a job, for, to get married. So, different promises. And what I've realized and found out is that God has tied the fulfillment of every prophecy to a particular season. Particular season. So, all through scripture, you have several scriptures that talk about due season. Due season. Season, season, season. There's nothing that can happen if it's not in the right season. So, for example, Leviticus 26 verse 4 says, God will give rain in due season. Rain won't come if it's not in the due season. In Psalm 1, it talks about a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the law, and in the law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. Psalm 104 verse 27 talks about the fact that we all look up to God, that he may give us meat in what due season. And then lastly, Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, We should not be weary in well-doing. For what? In due season we shall reap if we faint not. So that concept of due season, very important. Nothing can happen if it's not in the right season. And that's why it's very important for us to understand season. Because it is tied to the fulfillment of every prophecy, every promise that you are believing God for. If it is not in season, then you can't have it. And that is why we want to consult Mother Nature today. Nature. We want to look at nature. Nature wants to teach us what we can learn about seasons. And in, in studying nature, we'll be able to understand how seasons, how we understand how God works. Um, I'm a practical person, so I like to get examples from nature. So we have four seasons in the world. We have, um, I mean, especially in um, Europe, in the UK and the US, four major seasons. Most of us are familiar. Uh, we have the winter season, we have the spring season, we have the summer season, and we have what? Autumn, also known as fall. Now, those four seasons, uh, they happen every year. And so we want to consult these four seasons this morning to see what God can teach us about our seasons. And in understanding these four seasons, we'll be able to come to a place where we understand, okay, so in due season, when God says in due season, this will happen. He says rain will come in due season. Meat will come in due season. He said our reward will come in due season. He said we'll look up to him in due season. So if we look at these seasons, I'm trusting God, and I'm going to be sharing some personal experiences from my own life as well to buttress my point. My time is now, friend, so I have to go very fast. So let's get, let's get started this morning. I want to share with us 10 facts about seasons before I go into the details. 10 facts about seasons. But I will start with five, and then I will go into the last five later on. 10 facts about seasons. Number one, seasons can't be forced. You can't force a season to happen. Seasons are automatic. They happen whether you want it or not. You can't orchestrate a season. You can't force a season to happen. Number two, seasons are cyclical. Seasons are cyclical. So you have winter, summer, spring, autumn. It starts again. Winter, summer, every time. Winter is cyclical. That's number two. Number three, seasons change. No one season remains forever. So if you have winter season today, for a limited period of time, for example, in the year, it's three months, winter. After that, you have spring. After that, you have summer. After that, you have... No season remains forever. So seasons change. Number four, people are at different seasons in their life. So you can be in a winter season, I may be in a spring season, another person may be in a summer season, and at different points in time you interact with these people. You are in winter season, another person is in autumn. You are in different, so you interact with people at different seasons of their lives. That's point four. Point five, when a, and this is a very major one, 
when a season changes, if you do not change in accordance to that season, you will either die or go into extinction. When a season changes, when it is winter and you are still acting as though you are in summer, you just you can lose your life. Example, winter is very cold and if you don't change, if you don't go into hiding or you get some clothing or garment, you may just, you may just die. So when seasons change, it is imperative on us to, what? to change in accordance with the season. Alright? So let's get started this morning. Let's start with winter. There are five more points. I'll get back into that later. So let's start with winter. And I'm going to be looking at um, these seasons from three perspectives. I'm going to share um, the, the, the earthly perspective, what winter is about. And then I'm going to share a personal story. And then I'll give us the spiritual implications on what is expected of us in this season. Are we ready this morning? Are we ready this morning? Uh, me, I'm a teacher, a classroom teacher. I told you, just... Just flow with me this morning. God is taking us somewhere. So winter. Winter is usually between December and March. Three months. December 22nd to March 20th. That's what uh, we have this year. Winter, December to March. So winter is the coldest season of the year. It's very harsh. Nothing is growing. Plants are dead. There's lots of snow. Two things are common in winter season. Migration and hibernation. Many trees are bare. and Some animals enter into a deep sleep called hibernation. They do this to save energy for the next season. Hibernation is a state of reduced metabolic activity during the winter. You do speed, they're not working, there's nothing happening, it's just... And then some fur-coated animals, fur is like the, um, the, the, the skin, what they, they are, their, uh, their feathers. Some fur-coated animals grow a heavier coat during the winter. This improves the heat retention of the fur. So summary again, coldest season of the year. Trees are falling, everything is harsh, nothing is growing, plants are dead, lots of snow. So winter season... In the year 2013, I finished youth service, and immediately I got a, I got a job um, in, a, in a school. My first job was as a teacher, a teacher in a secondary school. I was teaching English language. I taught GSS3 and SS3. But my desire was that I wanted to become the next Wale Inka. I wanted to study English literature, so I put in for a master's. I wanted to get a scholarship from the UK to have my master's in English literature. So I was very confident, even though I was very passionate about what I was doing as a teacher in the school, but my desire, I said, I want to study English literature in the UK. I want to become the next Walesho Inca. And while I was in the school, I was only in the school for five months. I won an award, most effective teacher. I was very effective. I did very well. Won an award, 50,000 hours. But my desire was that I was going to get. So I put in for the scholarship, did everything, wrote all the exams, TOEFL, then I did everything. I was going for it and all that. And then I had to notify the school that I was going to go for a master's. Because July, a new session starts. You have to notify them that you are leaving. A month's notice at least. So I did that. I was sure. I had about 30 promises. that ah, this thing is mine. I'm getting this. So I put in my resignation in June. I said, it's a work of faith. A work of faith. So in the letter, I told them, I've recently just gotten a mission, scholarship to study master's in literature, going and all that. Thank you for your service and all that. So they celebrated me. Some of them even came and said, wow, fantastic. How did you do it? And all that. They were so happy and all that. And they said, wow. So July came. July was, I was even fasting that day. July 29, I can't forget, 2013. Went to the, I mean, the church I was attending then. Rema, in Badon, Aulioli Estate. I went, I was just praying. And I just entered church. I just got the mail. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was the beginning of my winter. My winter season started. I was without a job and I was without my scholarship. People said, oh, go back. Go and get, go and get, ah, go. some of my mentors advised me, go back to the school. But I'm a person that never goes back. For whatever, I don't, I don't go back. So I knew in my heart that this 
I missed God. I, I, I was the one that was in the wrong. God did not do me strong things. I was the one that did myself strong things. So I knew that God, I need to seek your face. So I made a decision in my heart. This was July ending. August starting, I said, I'm not going to work till the end of the year. What I'm going to do is to what? Go into hibernation. That is winter. In the winter season of your life, you're not supposed to be seen doing anything on the outside. In the winter season of your life, that's when a relationship has gone wrong. In the winter season of your life, that's when you put in for something, you applied for a job and maybe you didn't get it. Things are very sad, you are very unhappy. It's not the time to start blaming God and say, ah, I'm, I'm unhappy. It's when you go into hibernation. It's, you just recognize that the season has changed. So what I did for those eight, six months, till the end of the year, I was praying, fasting, studying the board. My sister said, do you want to become a pastor? See, right now I'm a pastor now. They were saying, do you want to become, you are reading Bible, look at your mates. And interestingly, I, I was the top of my class in school. So everybody was expecting, ah, get a job with Shell. But I just, in my heart, I just sensed this is season. It's for me to, I was reading the Bible. I could, I could listen to 10 messages a day. I was studying the, intensely. And so in the, in the winter season of your life, what is expected of you is to go into hibernation. My grace, just cut off from people. You wouldn't see me on social media in those, those winter season. You go study the word. Because in winter season, two things you should get. You, start, you want to get a vision for your life. Get a vision. Many people are caring about their ambition. There's a difference between your ambition and your vision. Ambition is what you want to do for yourself. Vision is what God wants to do through you. You have to align your ambition with God's vision. And in getting your ambition, a, a, a book of the Bible you can study is Isaiah, especially from chapters 40 to 66. Those were the things that helped me in my winter season. I also read uh, the Pauline prayers. Prayed it, Lord, fill me with the knowledge of your will, no wisdom. I was praying those prayers steadily. Because you have to get a vision, clear vision. Because it will, it will seem as though, a, like Pastor Dami preached, I mean storm, wind will just blow you. So if you don't hide, that wind will be blowing. Because the winter season is very harsh. Very, very harsh. So one thing you must do is get a vision for your life. And then get your identity clear. Because it is, in, it is that winter season that you get clarity about what God wants you to do in the next. As I will share with you, it was in that winter season that I got everything that I did that I'm still doing to you today. It's in that winter season. The scriptures, like everything, is just unfolding, unfolding. So you need to maximize your winter season. That's number one. Maximize your winter season. So in winter season, remember his faithfulness. Don't, don't begin to doubt God and say, oh, what is happening here? And then have a strong sense of identity. In getting a strong sense of identity, that's where you begin to read scriptures like in him scriptures. Like again, if you have like hundreds of them in him, in him, just be, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You begin to say, you get your identity clearly. Vision, vision, get it clearly. It's not ambition now. You have to align yourself. Many people want to become many things. But God is saying, this is not what I want for you. I mean, I was listening to Apostle Roma. He said, oh, he wanted to become a lecturer, the top lecturer in chemistry and all that. But God said, no. Another time he said, banking, banking. But no, no, this is not what God, In the vision of God for your life is the fulfillment of everything. Everything is tied into it. And it is in the winter season that you can get it. Praise God. All right, let's, get, let's continue. I'm still going very far. Spring, spring season. Spring season is between March and June. March, June, spring. In spring, any snow begins to melt. All the snow begins to melt. You notice that trees begin to grow Flower buds and leaves and animals come out of hibernation, come out of hibernation, take note of that. Spring often sees a lot of rain. The weather begins to get warmer and trees and other plants grow new leaves. Spring refers to, I mean, rebirth, rejuvenation, renewal. Many flowering plants bloom at this year, so there's some level of growth. A symbolic thing about spring is that you have to come out of hibernation. 
come out of it. There's, when winter changes to spring, don't remain in hibernation. And what does that mean? For example, in my life, towards October, after I prayed for three months repeatedly, I began to say, okay, in my church at the time, Covenant Christian Center, I saw an opportunity. Oh, let me volunteer. Let me, let me volunteer for this uh, an organizational outreach, an educational outreach. I, I started volunteering. I was living in Egbeda. I would come all the way from Egbeda to Akoka, the side University of Lagos. Come every Tuesday, Thursday. I was teaching children, nursery school, teaching them every Tuesday, Thursday, just without being paid, using my money. Thankfully, because of the award I won as the most effective teacher, I won 50,000 naira award. So that award, that money, and I was my parents. I wasn't living alone at the time. So I was being fed. In spring season, Things have begun to change gradually. They are not there yet. So you can't be in a hurry. But two things you must do is that you must serve. Spring season, you must serve. Service. Free service. Without hunting for benefit or rewards. Spring season is not when, oh, you are saying, oh, you see an opportunity. Maybe somebody has called you for and you begin to say, ah, you're happy. No, it's, 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 it's going. We'll still get there. That's summer. Spring season, service and growth. Two things. Service and growth. You have to begin to invest in yourself. I started studying books, reading um, Kenneth Higgins, reading, I mean, books on education, got mat- lots of free materials online, studied them ex- extensively, read about the World Economic Forum, read about different things. All these things were preparing me for summer. I didn't know what was coming, but I was reading. So in spring season, you don't remain in hibernation. Some people suck in, because that's because you didn't handle the winter season very well. So you suck, you are still sad, you are unhappy. Winter is over. God is saying, this is something here now. That is spring. Spring has come. Come out of hibernation. Begin to serve. People are waiting to be paid. You don't have to be paid to serve. Serve for free. That's spring season. Take note of that. Okay, so in spring season, time for growth. Come out of hibernation. Read books. Invest in yourself. Prepare for abundance. Abundance is always coming. Summer is a season of abundance. So, but if you are not ready, begin to build a structure. Expand your mind. When you are reading books, when you are reading, and you don't stop what you were doing in winter. <laughs> you don't stop what you are doing in winter. You are still, you are still reading Isaiah. You are still praying uh, the Pauline prayers. You are pr- praying all those things. It's a progression. That's spring. Alright? Now let's go to summer. <laughs> summer. Summer is here. And God takes us all through these seasons. You remember it's cyclical. Summer is between June and September. Summer is the most loved and hottest season. The sun's heat is essential for vegetation and growing food crops. During summer, plants gloom and grow very quickly. They get, they get the chance to disseminate. Summer is a season of intensive breeding for birds. During summertime, they court, they battle for territory, they, they nest, they gather food, they satisfy family needs, there's activity. So many things going on. Try to chase off different predators. Schools and universities go on summer break. People generally take advantage of the high temperatures by spending more time outdoors during summer. So activities such as traveling to the beach, the picnics, during the summer months, that's when they happen. And then sports, they take advantage of that. That's when you have soccer competitions, basketball, volleyball, football, skateboarding, baseball, softball, all these things happening. It's cricket, tennis, golf, so many things are happening. So as I started volunteering in this, in, in this organization, suddenly, the program officer of the organization, suddenly um, there was an announcement that she was going to get, um, get um, she's going on maternity leave. She, had, she was pregnant, going on maternity leave. So there was an advert that, oh, we need somebody that will stand in for her for three months till she gets back. So I immediately, I saw, immediately I heard it. Something just clicked in my heart. I thought, ah, this is for you. So I started. Three months. I mean, I was engaged. By the time she got back, just two or three days after she got back, the owner of the NGO, in the person of Pastor Boji now, because that was my pastor, she, he just walked in into, into, into the service, into our um, office, unexpected. This is something he, he rarely does. He just came and saw me. He said, 
do you have, what are you doing here? Because usually, Tuesday and Thursday is when I'm supposed to come. But I was always going, Monday, Tuesday, because opportunities is spring. You are supposed to be serving. So even though I was being paid, I was coming Monday. So he saw me, wow. So do you do anything? Yeah, I said, nothing. Don't you want to work here? I said, yeah, I'm okay. Resume Monday. <laughs> that was how I became the program officer. The other lady was very excited because the work was very boring for her. It was very, she was very tired. When she saw that, Pastor, ah, you are program officer. She was very excited. And so I saw that another season had opened. And I started working. I started putting together teams. I started doing trainings. I started campaigning. We organized conferences. We got volunteers. At the time I joined, the organization had about 15 volunteers. By the time I was leaving, we had 500 volunteers. And we stumbled, by God's grace, I mean, I stumbled on ideas. My pastors will testify. I stumbled on ideas a lot, many things. And which I stumbled on an idea by the Spirit. And that idea was what we call the Lagos Teachers Conference. And now it's a global event of the, of the, of the organization. Over 10,000 teachers attend every year. But it was a series of events. In the summer season of your life, you have to come out of a nation. You have to labor. You have to put your energy, efforts, many things are coming at you. People, the attention is on you. And it is what you have built in summer and spring, that in, in winter and spring, that will make you do well in summer. Because so many things are coming at you, that you have to package yourself, you have to read books, you have to... I was leading people that were much older than me, 10, 20 years older than me. How was I able to do that? It's what I did in winter. You, you, there's expansion that has happened. And so we did many things, we organized a spelling competition, we did excursions, we did summer camps... And then the big one was the Lagos Teachers Conference. Massive one. Till today, that conference is the largest conference that is held in Covenant Christian Center. Till today, I was privileged to be the anchor earlier this year. Over 10,000 teachers gathered. International event. Wow, how, how, how were we able to stumble through that? It's because we follow through seasons. Follow through seasons. So in the summer season of your life, productivity, diligence. You have to be working, laboring, activity. It will, be, it will do you well to study um, Proverbs. And do a study between a, 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 um, the, the, a slothful man and a man that labors. There's, the, there's, there's, there's a difference. A man that is slothful. Because in your summer, you can't afford to be slothful. Many things are coming at you. You have to invest. You have to, because it is the season where you are in the limelight. It is the season where Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, your light is come. You can't, you can't be doing sweat bay and be, and be green anyhow. Because you have to do many things. Because God is preparing you for, remember, prepare for abundance. So there was abundance. Many things happened. That is summer. That is summer. All right, lastly, let's go to autumn. I'm tying it now. We're just 14 minutes. September to December is autumn. Actually, summer um, in, in, in most parts of Europe ended just yesterday. So they are, they are starting autumn today. So this is the message in season. <laughs> autumn. Autumn is also known as fall. Autumn marks the transition from summer to winter. Temperatures gradually decrease. The days get shorter and colder and everything turns brown and drab. Leaves fall from the trees. Animals gather food in autumn in preparation for the coming winter. With four often grow thicker and coats, both humans and animals gather crops and pack them for the upcoming winter. Animals like bear eat and build body fat for use as an energy source during their hibernation in winter. And then they begin to prepare for migration and hibernation. Cyclical. So after, I mean, 2018, it was a massive conference. I mean, Pastor, Pastor Koji was literally always talking about Edward. Edward is the organization. In service, in sermon. Look at what Edward did. Look at what Edward did. But in my heart, at the beginning of the year, I began to pick sensations in my heart that this season is shifting. This season is shifting. So God laid it in my heart to start my own company. So I registered the company. Also, 2018, I was busy preparing, I mean, registering the company. At the time we finished the conference, this was August, last Saturday in August, 
I was sure that ah, this thing, my work is done here. My work is done here. My work is done here. At that time, I registered my company, Maquillo's Consulting. We had the license. Everything was ready. And then September, submitted my resignation. And October, I was out. That was my autumn. I was preparing. In autumn, you have to recognize that you are no longer in summer. Because you can get it mixed up. And God, God is the one that orchestrates these seasons. And he doesn't, he, he, sometimes you can stay in summer for, for one month and then you stay in autumn for five years. <laughs> so it's not like, uh, yeah, yeah, this is this, it's equal. You can stay in winter for five years and then you see spring, one month, and then you just enter into summer. God is the one that orchestrates the seasons. And then, so when I was in my autumn, I, I realized that I need to begin to prepare. I, I saw it in my heart that let me begin to prepare. I registered my company, even though it was very hard. I mean, this is, this is somebody I was highly respected. Highly, you need to see my office. Very sophisticated. Because by the time we started growing, Pastor Paul just, oh, let's build these guys an office. Office space, executive office. My parents came to visit me when the office was. They said, ah, I, I had, I mean, fridge everywhere. I had a, a, a room to meet my visitors. I had toilet to myself, everything. To leave all of that, you have to know that the season has changed. It's not something you just decide. You have to know that this season has changed. If you remain here, you die. If you remain here, you go into extinction. And after I left, I began to realize that God really helped me. Because many things began to happen. That if I had stayed, <laughs> it would have been... It would have been God, the scripture God gave me. I can't forget that scripture. Man. I never, I've finished the Bible about 15 times. Because my, bab, my dad is a pastor. So I finished the Bible when I was 9 years. But this scripture, Micah 2.10, <laughs> Arise ye and depart. <laughs> that was the scripture I got. I meditated on it for two weeks before I submitted my resignation. Summer, I mean autumn. But autumn is difficult because now I'm by myself. No steady salary. I'm just starting a company. How do you survive in autumn? In autumn, you have to begin to prepare for hibernation. Because in autumn, after autumn, is another winter. It's very harsh. So prepare for hibernation. So salary, I saved up my salary. That's what you do in autumn. Save salary enough that will sustain you. In autumn, you are preparing. You have built my business so I can begin to advertise, begin to do graphic design, begin to open social media pages and all that. That you are preparing for autumn. And then winter will come again. You now go into hibernation. Get scriptures again. Polish yourself and again, you go into spring. That's why I believe in this season, I believe I'm in the spring of my life. Praise God. I don't know what season you may be in, but I know I'm in spring. And I'm preparing for a massive harvest. I don't know about you, but I'm preparing for something massive. Okay? So quickly now, let's go to point six. We have gone through the different seasons. There is winter, there's spring, there's what? Summer, and there's what? Autumn. Autumn is also known as fall. Fall. Things are falling. That's why it's called fall, actually. Trees begin to fall, and also you have to recognize the changes in those seasons. So remember what I said, that it can be forced. Seasons can be forced. They are cyclical. Seasons change. People, you interact with people at different seasons, so you can't get jealous. Somebody is in summer, you are in winter. You are, ah, look at you. No. Your own summer is also coming. When your season changes, you have to adjust to the season. Point six now. Point six. Every season you are in is preparing you for the next season. Every season you are in. If you are in summer, it is preparing you for some autumn. If you are in winter, it is preparing you for spring. So you have to recognize that. Number seven. The season is at its most severe when it's about to change. The season is about... It's at its be- when it's winter, like it's very cold. The highest form of cold you can perceive. I mean, it's very cold. It's about to change to what? To spring. So the season is at its highest when it's about to... It's about to severe, most severe when it's about to change. And then, number eight. You have to understand the concept of timing and talent. So people are very talented. But if your talent is not in season, you won't see anything. 
nothing will happen. Sinatra has been singing for so long ago. So long, years ago. But when the due season came, and that's what God says, I will send you rain in due season. He said, do not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, your talents will not, you not think, nobody will know you if you are not in season. So understand, your timing has to, your talent has to synchronize with the timing of God, the season of God. That's number eight. Number nine, I'm getting to the end now. Number nine, it says, a way to know that, if you want to know what season you are in, listen to the prophets over your life. Listen to the prophet, the God, the prophet that God has put over your life. And that's why when you listen to Pastor Dele, he's saying, go there now, begin to take territories. Because he's announcing that a season is here. A season where you're supposed to be going out. Remember, in spring, you are supposed to be serving. You're supposed to be growing, building yourself up, going out there, taking territories. So if you listen to what the messages of Pastor Dele, you know that this season I'm in now, this is what is happening. The prophet over your life will tell you the season you are in. Okay? And then number 10, which is why we are here today. Which is why we're here today. I like this one. Number 10, which is my last point. But before I say the last point, let me quickly say certain things. Now, those four seasons I mentioned can overwhelm you (laughs) if you are not not prepared for it. In winter season, two things can overwhelm you. Fear and doubt. Two things can overwhelm you because you're afraid. What is happening? You begin to doubt yourself. Am I really called? Did I really? I mean, for example, I would, have, I would have been telling myself, what happened here? Why did I put in for this course? And why, why did I? What was happening? Does God love me? All those questions. Fear and doubt. Watch out for it in winter. In spring, two things can overwhelm you. Hastiness. Hastiness and what? I put it here. Discouragement. Hastiness and discouragement. They can overwhelm you because you are in a haste. Something has happened. Ah. You just think it's an opportunity and you want to quickly step into it. We know you're like, no, it's not yet time. Just calm down. Wait, wait. And then discouragement. When it doesn't happen, you say, oh, why now? Why is this thing happening like this? Discouragement. In summer, two things can overwhelm you. Pride and pressure. <laughs> you have to know these things. When you are shining and everybody's looking at you, pride can easily set in. I mean, I was, I was leading people and all that, but I was a guy, you know, and you can't survive those seasons if you have not been through winter. If you have not been through spring, if you have not been through all, if you, you get to summer suddenly and you see all the glamour and everything, I mean, it's pride will shock. And then the work that is there, pressure. You begin to do many things. Some people are in summer, but they can't handle the pressure because there's so many things coming at you. You have responsibilities, you have deadlines, many things to do, and all of that. So watch out for pride. They can overwhelm you. And then lastly, in autumn, sadness and dejection. Because you, have, you are high up there and now you are... You have, and then when I was out of Edward, I, I could see them doing many things. And I was not involved. I saw them organizing the spelling competition. But I, I kept praying, God, God, I know. <laughs> there was so much temptation to, to say, ah, do this this way. Because I was there for five years. I was a program officer. I was doing, ah, ah, I know how to do this thing. So you begin to feel sad that you have been excluded from something that is progressing. Sadness and dejection. Watch out for that. But this is the cure. This is the cure for all these things. All these things. This is the cure. This is the cure. Let's go to Lamentation chapter 3. Lamentation chapter 3. <laughs> Why are you laughing? My pastors. Lamentation chapter 3. We need to tie this down quickly. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 22. Can I have that? Yeah, you can show that image afterwards. Lamentation three twenty-two. Is that it? <laughs> Listen. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Please give me KJV now. Is KJV. <laughs> yes, that's it. It's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because His compassions fail not. 
Hmm. You may wonder what's, what's the relevance of this scripture. Consumed. Underline the word consumed. If you are in all the things I mentioned, pride will consume you. Pressure will consume you. If you are not, it is of the Lord's mercies. Oh, saprakoto siprakadosh. Oh, ziprakalavash. Love. The love of God is the highest common factor. The love of God, whatever season you are in, the love of God. If you, want, if you don't want to be consumed by any of those things, you have to have the knowledge that I exist because of the love of God. It is by, when you say mercy and compassion, it's the love of God. It's the love of God that makes you stand. When you're in winter, you have to get this established in your consciousness that whatever comes and goes, remember this fact. And that was what Travis Green said in his latest song, I am good. And you are loved. That is what God is saying. In any season you are in, I am good and you are loved. You are in winter, you are, you are in summer, people are praising you, are celebrating you. I am good. God is saying, I am the one that is good. Oh. <laughs> you are not the one that is good and you are loved. So you may be in, in um, winter and things are very cold, you're very harsh. You, are just, you have to steady yourself. So if you do a mathematical calculation, and you look through all the things I've told you. Remember in maths, highest common factor. And they say, what's the highest common factor? I've told you many factors now. Many things that have to be in place. When you're in winter, you have to study your word, pollen, species, you have to confess, read Isaiah, all those things. If you go to spring, these things you have to go grove, you have to do service. If you go to um, um, summer, the things you have to do, invest in yourself. If you go to autumn, all the things you have to do. If you aggregate those things, and you look at the highest common factor, the love of God. The love of God is the highest common factor. That is something you must not you must not compromise. You must not forget it. I mean, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. It is because God loves us. It's because God loves you that you are shining like that. It's because God loves you that He has positioned you and people are seeing you. I mean, you are not indispensable. It is the lo- if anybody finds another, if somebody else replaces you and that person is able to position him himself or herself in the love of God, he will do more than you. It's not because you are special. It is the love of God. Let's not forget that. The love of God. And so one thing that helps us, Pastor Nami was sharing with us and with the pastors yes, last week as we were praying for service, he said if you, if you look at the love of God clearly, there's 4,000 years of Levitical priesthood. 4,000 years. Before, G, before Jesus came. 4,000 years. There's 84 years of intense prayers by prophets. People were praying. Intense prayers. And then there's 33 and a half years of impeccable life. Jesus Christ lived an impeccable life. And then there's glorious resurrection. And then you now come and say, God does not love me. Especially when you're in winter. You begin to say, I love, for this love I do. Does God love me? No. That thing has to be settled in your consciousness. You have to be sure that the love of God. Ah, Kala. Oh, the love of God is the highest common factor. The love of God is what will define you across the seasons. The love of God is what steadies your heart through all the seasons. I, I, I don't want to leave this point. I don't know why. That's, that's, that's the summary. So through all the seasons, and like I said in Travis Green's song, he said, so no, so no matter what comes or goes, one thing that you must know is that I am good and you are loved. God is, God is saying that. I am good and you are loved. God is faithful through the seasons. God is faithful through the seasons. And what God is saying to you right now is that if I spared not my son, but offered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? He that spared not his son, but offered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is Christ. 
had died. Yea, rather that is risen again. We see that at the right hand of the Son of God. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. No demon in hell, no power, no season, no winter, no summer, no angel, no demon, nothing to come, nothing present can separate me from the love of God. If there's anything you need to settle, I mean, I was asking my mom when I told her I was preaching today, I asked her, so what do you think is the highest common factor? What do you think? And look at what she said. I mean, if you really want to understand what the common, highest common factor is, it is the love of God through the seasons. And that's why it took time for us to see all these things about the seasons that can consume you. She said, to my best understanding, the highest common factor in anybody's life is salvation. The finished work of Jesus at Calvary. It is the foundation on which all other things hang on. That's what my mom said. I mean, it's, it's nothing. You have to be conscious that if Christ died thousands of years ago, regardless of whatever season I have, I am in rather, the love of God passes all knowledge. I may not understand what season I'm in. I may not understand what it is, but don't, don't ever doubt that God loves you. And especially, if you may, it may be obvious to you when you are in winter, but when you are summer, go back again. Go back again. It's the love of God that is making me shine like this. I'm not popular. I'm not. People don't like me because I'm, I'm, I'm very good. No, it's the love of God. It's, I'm benefiting. Like my name, my Yoruba name is Ola Jesu. Ola Jesu Lange. <laughs> Ola Jesu Lange. It's not by anything. Ola Jesu Lange. So I have a song for us. We can line up the song now. Hill song. That, I mean, when we're done with that, I mean, my message is done. So let's listen to the song. Seasons by Hill song. More particularly, listen to the lyrics of the song lyrics of the song. Watch is a video lyric. So just listen to the watch and listen to the lyrics of the song. So can we have that can we have that playing? My time is already up. We just give me up some extra five minutes. Are we set? Like a frost on a rose the comes for us all Oh how nature acquaint with the nature of patience Like a seed in the snow I've been buried to grow For your promises, Lord From sea to sequoia
has come. Can we begin to stand and I'm just going to thank God that God is the one, is the God of seasons. That God will give you the grace to live through your seasons. God will give you the grace to live you through your seasons. That the season will not overwhelm you. The season will not consume you. Through the winter of your life, through the spring of your life, through the summer of your life, oh, Sakali Prodosa, it is by the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Oh, even if you are in autumn, you are in fall, things are falling, things are not working, you are not sure how things will turn out. God is the God of seasons. God is faithful through the seasons. Oh, nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, Remember the seasons are cyclical. Even if you are in summer right now, you are about to get into winter. Pray that as you go into winter, as you go through spring, that God will make you strong through the seasons. That God will make you strong through the seasons. You will never give up. You will never fail. Oh, sapra la bosa. Me supregue de bosa. Mali pralosa. Rele que le pronosa. Balabraga la bosa. Manganaba. Eh, prenosi praga la braga losa. Manganaba. Re suprene manamala bosa. Blessed be the holy name. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. For more online messages, check us out at www.soundcloud.com forward slash TVC Mainland.